The Plunge Stevenson Show. PlungeStevenson.com. Episode 220. Tuesday, June 25th, 2013. This is the Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode 220. Okay. I am Rob. You are great. What are you doing? Putting some more air in. <laughs> Seriously? Hot! I, I am Rob. You are Greg. Yes. And we are in Wayne. Never say where we are. Wayne, New Jersey. Yeah. At the old Sony Theater, now the Lowe's Theater, movie theater. Yeah. Across from Willowbrook Mall, getting yeah. ready to see Star Trek Part 2. <laughs> Star Trek Into Darkness, Into the Darkness, Into the Mystic. Dark of the Moon. <laughs> Dark Side of the Moon. Uh. <laughs> Megatron must be stopped, So um, no matter the cost. All right, all right. So we'll have to jump right in here. Um, Hold this for a sec. Just put it there. Okay. Gotta get my notes. Oh, boy. Well, they don't need notes. The last episode, we did, we talked about that you were you were likely gonna go see Paul McCartney in that's, concert. That's right, love. That's right. I can't believe it. It's it's Paul McCartney, oof. love. Yeah, so I did see Paul McCartney in concert. It was at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. First thing I'll say is that area. I, it was my first time at the Barclays Center. Yeah. But when I, fr what was that? Somebody was murdered. What's the big deal? <laughs> so what? Who so, cares? Come on. So when I, when I used to live in Brooklyn, I would go to that area, like the Atlantic Avenue train yeah. station and stuff. And it was kind of a, you know, it wasn't a horrible area, but it was kind of like a junky area all right so now they're trying i guess they're trying to build it up they built this barclays center there's a guitar center a best buy a Pathmark. Well, so they're, they're trying to commercialize it but it's still it's still like half and half well the plan was to build this big office tower center and residential tower center mm. and that was why they had to build the arena was to kind of entice Business, but now, like you know, with I guess with the real estate, nobody wants to go there anyway. But yeah, so you go to the Barclays Center, and it's okay. There's like Applebee's and whatever, and then like a block or two away from it, it's like, whoa, what happened? Where am I? I'm like in the middle of the ghetto here. But the venue was very nice. It was an indoor venue. They had a, a wide variety of food there to choose from. Yeah. Um. The sound was pretty good. The, the, it was good. I mean, we uh, we sat. We weren't on the floor floor. 
but we weren't up in the nosebleeds either. Nah, like nah I saw your first picture. You were, you were fairly far, you know, down there. Yeah. I mean, McCartney was still 600 feet away, I mean. Well, but we had a, a perfectly good view and, and um, surrounded by a lot of older people in their 60s. Yeah. And doing drugs. What? Right out in the open. Really? Now, here's the thing. I went before we, uh, you know, went to the Barclays Center and I brought all, like, video camera and everything. I went on the Barclays Center website and I said, what am I allowed to bring? I said, you can bring a point-and-shoot camera, not a DSLR, not a video camera. There's no video allowed, no zoom lenses or whatever. Um, it's like, all right, fine. I'll bring the point-and-shoot camera. And... Did you bring that, the recorder? No. Oh, oh yeah, and they said no audio recording. Ah. So I'm like, all right, fine, it's high security. Because I talked about that Breeders concert that I went to Yeah. in, in a recent episode. By the way, I saw a video from that exact same concert, and you're right, the audio was awful. Yeah. It was terrible. But I went, it was this little place in Philadelphia, the Trocadero Theater, I brought the regular camera, the video camera. Like, this is going to be cool. I could take pictures. They wouldn't let you the there either? Not, they said, you cannot even come in here with a camera. You have to leave it at the ticket box office. No photography. None, 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 well, none. Well, somebody none. must have used their phone then to record it. Well, so, yeah, people were taking out their phones, and the security guard was like, what? No, no pictures. No pictures. Put it away. What? No pictures. So I what is figured it, the fucking barn the stupid Barnes and Noble uh, book signing. So I figured, all right, well that's the Trocadero Theater. This is the Barclays Center. I yeah. really better pay attention to the rules here, high security. Other than the initial frisk to get into the place, I didn't see one single security person. People sitting in front of me were doing drugs. <laughs> People the entire concert had their phones out shooting video. I'm that's like phones. I'm like I but it said no video allowed. Yeah, well, they mean like professional video, DSLR. I, so and I said, I kicked myself. I said, I should have brought the video camera. I should have brought the audio recorder. I said, I could have bootlegged this entire thing. Well, no one would have known. They would have never known about the audio recorder. No, but I'm like, here I am being the good person. I'm trying well, to follow stupid. the rules and everybody's... The... Wait, first of all, what planner do you really think they're going to do anything at a rock concert about people smoking weed? They were frisking everybody. Yeah, you can hide checking that. people's bags. Oh, so I didn't want to have geez. the audio recording. Oh, what is this? No audio recording allowed. Get out. We have to confiscate the. Uh, so I didn't want to risk having it confiscated. Anyway, the concert was very, very, very good. I was very impressed. The past several years, Paul McCartney has been looking pretty, kind of weird and bad. You and say that, but I've watched his concerts on TV, and he sounds fine. His voice hasn't been the best, especially straining and struggling with higher notes or screaming. I'm telling you, this concert, his voice was perfect. I couldn't believe it. His voice was the screaming, the maybe, high notes. Maybe because you were there in person, the speaker system kind of masked that, whereas on TV, you would kind of maybe it picks it up. I'm telling you, it was perfect. And, and he looked better. He looked better than he has the last few years. He looked better. He looked healthier and happier. He still looks strange. He still looks a little strange, but he, but he looked more like Paul McCartney than this weird, chubby lady. Old lady. Chubby? 
or puffy, like oh. this weird puffy old lady. Anyway, the concert was very good. So is this it for him, or he's he'll, he'll be back next year? Nah, he'll be back. It's it for me, but <laughs> very expensive. Yeah, the cheapest tickets I think were a hundred dollars each. Well, the Rolling Stones were even worse. Yeah. In this last run, because they've barely been playing anywhere, and you know, people I think realize. I mean, they're, they're, I don't know how much longer they're going to go. Oh, and so so this was June. Uh, 2013. Yeah. He did songs that he never ever played live before in his life. Really? I heard I heard it he done rare Beatles songs. I didn't realize he, they were He did an never... he did Being for the Benefit of Mr. Kite. Okay. He did um Your Mother Should Know. He did All Together Now. Um he did some stuff he hadn't played in a long time like Hi 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 Junior's Farm Listen to What the Man Said. Um and he also played an instrumental jam version of Foxy Lady <laughs> as a tribute to Jimi Hendrix. Really? It was good. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I, I couldn't... I mean, if he sang it, it would be terrible. But. <laughs> Foxy! <laughs> Foxy Lady Love. Um, well... Go ahead. All right, so next. That's nice. So speaking of concert, uh, our friend Mike Massé. Ah, uh, came to the East Coast, Northeast. He did? Yeah, he, um... Why didn't we meet up with him? Did you want to drive up to New Hampshire? No. Wait, New Hampshire? Uh, they had some bicycle rally up in New Hampshire, which, um... And anyway, so he was playing there with this group, and two of the people in the group were original members of Boston, Barry Goudreau and Sid Hesebian, I think I say his name, um, and so that I think they, cause he had shown pictures of him rehearsing with them earlier. So they brought him, you know, I guess to play like the Brad Delp, uh, part. <laughs> the lead singer. Yeah. Wow. So, um, That's an honor for him. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. He was really excited. Um, wow. so he just posted a video of him doing something about you. What's that? The Boston song. Yeah. I'll pipe this back in later. Brad would be proud. Can you zoom in? It's a YouTube video. Is he playing guitar? Nah, it's, he's just got an acoustic. So this is Boston. Pretty much. Two of the original guys. It's not the touring Boston. Who's the touring Boston? Other people? Well, the, the guy Tom Skulls, who has been Boston, you know, for the entire time, and a bunch of other people. At one time, Brad Delp. Why Delphi not these stuff. guys? Oh, they hate him. <laughs> so this was just a one-time thing? Or is he touring with Boston now? Oh, shit. No, that's it. That's it. Alright. Um, I, I have no idea. It's probably a one-time thing. I mean, the guy has a regular job. Oh, he, <laughs> he lives could, in Utah. He could quit now and <laughs> tour with... Do you think these guys make any money? Don't make any money? How do they pay rent? They do other things. I don't know. Oh, right. Well, First of all, these guys are probably getting residuals. Yeah, that's true. 
Boston. Uh, yeah, so uh, it was a really good performance by uh, Mike Massey. Yes, congratulations. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I, have, I have an update, by the way. Yeah. So not this past, not not this most recent Chiller Theater, but the first one that you and I went to with it's Screech. In a, yes, in October. Ear, yeah, and Ian Ziering, October 2012, whatever PunchStevenson.com episode it was. I have an Ian Ziering update. So remember how we said that no one was at his table? Our fans are so excited to hear about Ian Ziering. So remember how we said no one was at his table? Yeah. So I found out now he is a stripper in Las Vegas. Oh, I heard about that. It's like a Chippendales dancer. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what it was, Chippendale. What is he doing? I don't know. <laughs> is he that desperate? Like, is it for a show or something? I don't know. Well, yeah, Chippendale. No, I meant for like a TV show. No, it's just oh. for Chippendale. I guess he needs a job. Man. Right? We'll hire. Well, he could be the Paunch Stevenson show intern. I never understood that he had that, that new Beverly Hills 90210 and did not have Steve Sanders in it. <laughs> Well, what would he do? Steve, be they Steve have, Sanders. They didn't have anyone, I thought, except Jenny Garth. I think was on it, and Luke Perry very briefly. <laughs> I think at the Perry. start. I also saw a video of Steven Seagal, <laughs> who, by the way, has gained so much weight recently. I saw a video of him doing some kind of Russian dance. Yeah, he's like in Russia all the time now. <laughs> But he was trying, it was like this giant fat guy trying, old, giant old fat guy trying to do this crazy dance. It, it looked hilarious. I'm a Russian now. Vestrovia. Why does he, wait a minute, in all his <coughs> movies he hated Russians, and now all of a sudden he loves Russia? Yeah, I guess so. He's a traitor. Yeah. Well, it's back to the, Vladimir Putin is like this ruthless dictator over there. Yeah. And he's he's hanging around with Steven Seagal. Traitor. Uh, I had some Arnold news. <laughs> it is me, Arnold Schwarzenegger. News for Arnold. <laughs> Apparently Arnold will be in Terminator 5. I will be back. Perhaps, maybe with The Rock, I don't know. Oh. Oh, man. This the really rock. stinks because... Wait a minute, wait a the minute. Last Arnold Schwarzenegger is like 70 years I, old now. And he apparently he's not playing a human, he's playing a Terminator. They're he not supposed to age. He looks terrible. I mean, he really CGI does like him, him or something, just use his voice. Wow. He, uh, I'm being completely serious. He looks terrible. I know, he looks bad. He's also playing Conan, again, Conan the Barbarian. No, no. Yes. New Conan movie, Conan's yes. grandfather? I don't know. No, I'm being serious. Like, how could... This yeah. old, flabby, dilapidated guy play Conan the Barber. He's terrible. He well, is in horrendous. Have you seen him without a shirt on? He's, he's like I know, horrendous. I know. He looks ridiculous. So keep a shirt on. <laughs> he did what? Conan didn't wear a shirt. Well, I guess he does now. That's uh, horrible. Anyway, and then the third movie that he supposedly sequel is coming back is is the Triples movie with. Danny DeVito and, and I don't know, somebody else. I don't know if Eddie Murphy's still going to be in it. Robert Townsend. I'll be back. Uh, I read about that. I had never heard of this before, but remember however many episodes ago we were talking about the Ramones? Yeah. And there was like all these, like 50 different Ramones. Yeah, a lot of Ramones. So did you know there was an Italian Ramones? 
Okay. I guess they must have licensed out the brand or whatever. The Ramones? <laughs> so, I looked this up. There was a... So, remember how we were talking about there was like a Marky Ramone, a Jimmy Ramone, a Fred Ramone, a, what was, who was this? Joey like, Ramone. Joey Ramone. Johnny Ramone. Yeah. So, in the Italian Ramones, there was a Giuseppe Ramone, a Guido Ramone, Antonio, Antonio Ramone, uh. Luigi Ramone, <laughs> Ricardo Ramone, Pierre Ramone. Uh, Pierre? And Felipe Ramon. <laughs> what do they all do they look like the Ramones? Well yeah, they had like that you know, the long black hair. Oh. It's pretty crazy. Those hey, it's a Donio Ramon. <laughs> hey best, these Ramones. They're everywhere. <laughs> Who? I I uh, want to be a sedate today. <laughs> <laughs> the Italian Ramon. Anything else? Uh, uh, yes. Uh, real quick, um, before we go see the movie, I saw that, you'll never believe this, and you being he, <laughs> Jeff Garland was arrested. What? I was arrested? What? Can people hear me? It's like my voice is echoing <laughs> through echoing this Echoing in this uh, parking, parking garage. garage. What? What, Larry? <laughs> no! What? No! You arrested... What the hell did you do? No, what? What did he get arrested for? Um. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, it says prosecutors will not be filing charges of vandalism against actor Jeff Garland. Uh, he was accused of. Uh, let's see here. He was arguing. He was parking in a Studio City CVS drugstore. And he was accused then, after arguing with the driver of a Mercedes, that he broke the driver's side window of her car with his bare hand. John Kreese style! Ah. <laughs> what? Wow. Uh, but he may get sued. Was he on drugs or something? No, I guess he was just Why upset. Was he so angry? Jeez. Now, apparently he's also doing a podcast now. No. Oh, could you... How could he do of a podcast? What? What do you say? What? Of inform. Now he stole our idea. He's doing a podcast of informal chats, and the first episode was him and Larry David. Ah, what? Come on, Larry! What? You're on my podcast? What? 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 No! Are you paying me for this? <laughs> I can't believe that. All right, pause it. Go, and we're back. We're back in the uh, rickety crickety parking lot. Nice view of trees, I guess. Woods. <laughs> the woods, some houses, some kid who's screaming in the distance. So, what did you think of Star Trek Into <laughs> the Darkness? Is that what we saw? I thought we saw Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. Well, it is Star Trek II. This was Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. If you took the plot and the, and the and the and the players involved, and you like threw them in a hat, and no, you threw them <laughs> you in shuffle them. You threw them in one of those like uh, um, like the, the bingo machines where they put the like the, all the little balls in the cage, and you with the and you crank the cage and it starts spinning <laughs> and everything, you know, and it's right. 
and out pops an idea. Oh boy. Oh, it was it was uh, Wrath of Khan 2.0 <laughs> remix. I guess I don't know. I never saw the original. But. Yeah. You, oh, you never did. No. <laughs> Ricardo Montalban. Was that who? Yes. Yeah. Well, Ricardo Montalban was in an original series episode called Space Seed, season two, oh, 1967, I guess. Wow. And uh, they brought him back for Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan, as the same character. The genetically modified 20th century Khan, who was found, you know, adrift in a sleeper ship. Mm. So, um, and in, also in Wrath of Khan, I'm going to say everything's jumbled around, uh, Dr. Carol Marcus. hell is all over my shirt? I don't know. Look at this. I don't know what to tell you. What is all this? Dandruff? No! No. This has, has to be from this... Art it's just, it's just asbestos. <laughs> it's all over my eh. shirt! A little asbestos won't kill you. It's all... What the heck? Anyway. So... Go ahead, keep, keep talking. Yeah. Keep talking. Carol Marcus, who was played by the British lady with the blonde hair... Which I thought was kind of strange, considering in Wrath of Khan, it was played also by a blonde. However, she was an American. She was not British. I didn't quite understand why she had a British well, accent in this movie. Yeah, I was going to say, why did she have a British accent if her father in the movie had a regular American I accent? I don't know. I guess they, this, this actress couldn't do an, a, an American accent. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was kind of stupid. Uh, but well, it, what, wait, hold on. What was the plot of this movie or the Wrath of Khan? No, the return into the darkness. What do you mean? What was the plot? You just watched it. I'm <laughs> for our listeners. Oh, sorry. A quick rundown of the plot. All right. So obviously spoilers, but it won't matter because you can't see the movie in the theaters anymore. Probably after this week. But um, <laughs> basically, it starts off. Uh, they have like this kind of James Bond thing where there's this crazy action to start the movie off where they have to save some indigenous species and which i like i, I don't i don't like these slow boring right, starts to the movie so they they pulled that uh they pulled kirk i'm sorry out of the command of the enterprise but then they all get attacked by this shadowy guy played by benedict cumberback who did he play con oh that wasn't alan rickman he did sound like Alan. He did. He sounded like he a, like Alan a sober Alan Rickman. Wow, and he looked. It like didn't Alan. quite sound like Alan Rickman. Like this, you've got my people <laughs> and suspended animation. I want them back. No, it didn't quite sound like that. It looked like a younger, like like it could be Alan Rickman's son. Anyway, who was it? Benedict Cumberback. Hmm. He's a very popular with. Uh, some people, because he's, in, I don't know, he's in some British TV show. I'm sure, uh, what's his name, would, uh... Esteban? Why would he know? <laughs> he's not in England! Spaceman David. Yes! I know, I know. Anyway, so, um, yes, and so there's, he's secretly trying, basically he was found in animation by this Admiral Marcus, uh, played by Robocop, Peter Weller. No. Um, and he, uh, he brings him to life to, like, help him devise new weapons, 
And this was actually sort of the plot of Demolition Man? Yes. <laughs> Wesley Snipes? Exactly, yes. Um, so he's supposed to devise new weapons, but then the, I guess they're holding his other genetically engineered people and cry in, in uh, you know, and he wants them back. So he's going to double cross them. But this other guy, Marcus, wants to start a war with the Klingons. Why? Which was sort of the plot of Star Trek VI. Um, Whatever. I don't know. So. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, and then the Klingons show up briefly, and they're wearing helmets, which I thought was kind of bizarre. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, so then uh, this guy uh, hatches this this plot. There's, like, this subplot going on and all, and... So, uh, hold on, let me ask you a question. Yeah. So there was a cameo, spoiler alert. By Leonard Nimoy. By Leonard yes. Nimoy. Still no William Shatner. Playing Spock. Yeah. Very, very brief. Brief, but... The uh, Zachary Quinto Spock asks the Leonard Nimoy Spock, "What yeah. is Khan's weakness?" Yes, because it, evidently we well, just asked, "How did you beat him?" Right. Well, I was going to say, evidently the Leonard Nimoy Spock fought him yeah. a long time ago and yeah. defeated him. Right. Somehow he's still alive, well, Kirk but whatever. Him. So he said, "How did you defeat him?" And then the camera cut away to a different scene, and we never found out how. Well, it was kind of a stupid thing to say because... How did they defeat him? Well, in Star Trek Two, basically what happens is... In the original series, they marooned him on a planet. Him and his followers. Okay. Unfortunately, some celestial thing happened, and it rendered this planet they marooned him on like a wasteland. So then another Starfleet crew found him 15 years later, and he was very upset. And so he killed them, took over their ship, and went after Kirk. In the meantime, he found the Genesis device. The Sega Genesis? Many years before Sega. Sonic the Hedgehog? No. He had the Genesis planet, which... Toe Jam and Earl. The Genesis device, which, which when detonated, could bring life to a dead planet. Hence Genesis. Biblical reference. So it's an anti-bomb. I guess you... I guess, yes. So, um, anyway, so... When you detonate the Genesis device, does it go, SEGA! No. Okay. Um, so... (laughs) Should have said it, like, out the window. No, don't do it again. So anyway, no. So, um, in in Star Trek II, they fight... And in the midst of all of this, a shooting each other's ship, and basically how they defeat Khan is that even though he's very brilliant, he doesn't know all of the ins and outs of the Starfleet. And so Kirk and Spock decide, uh, well, first they, they trick him because they, he doesn't know that there's a secret code that you can send from another ship to lower down the, the other ship's shields, like if it's been taken over. So they do that. And then they start attacking him to try and even even out the playing field. And they're going back and forth and back and forth. And then finally, um, they don't really defeat him. I mean, they just shoot him more <laughs> and cripple his ship. And then he activates the Genesis bomb. And they have to get away from it. And they can't because the ship's engines are down. Wait, wait, wait. Why do they have to get away from a bomb that creates life? Because it's a huge explosion to kill him. It'll decimate wait, them. Wait, wait. So it kills everything and then yes. 
creates life. What's, wait a minute. This was the, the problems the Klingons had, which is what was the story in Star Trek Three, but we'll get to that. So um, it's Star Trek Two. They have to get away. They can't get away, and there's too much radiation or something. So Spock goes down into the room and relieves the whatever's stuck, but in the meantime gets killed by the radiation. And so... So that's what happened in this movie, now, except with... Uh, yes, it was reversed. The, it was Kirk. Yeah, with now, the bingo machine. Yeah, uh, now Kirk gets killed. And oh, in the first movie, it was Kirk screaming, Con! In, the, this, old, in the old movie. Yes, and in this one, it's Spock. Right. Why? That's why you saw me going like, ah, oh, like, I you know, know, doing a head I slap. Know. I know. Um, yes, yeah, so all that happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I still don't understand when Leonard Nimoy... Now, it took him a full movie to revive Spock. Uh, whereas this one, they revived Kirk by the end of it. Why, what was part three called? Search the for Search Spock. for Spock. What? Christopher what, Lloyd. What do you mean, the search for Spock? Where... Well, they had to find him. Why? Well, what happened was, in, now, at, at right, the end of Star don't... Trek II, oh, they created this new Genesis planet, oh. they shot the dead Spock's torpedo onto the planet, soft lands... Because of the regenerating effects of the planet, he's brought back to life. However, the Klingons want the Genesis torpedo, or the Genesis whatever in Star Trek Three, so they go there, and they start... There's all kinds of fighting, and in the midst, Kirk's son gets killed. He has a son? Now? Yes. But that still does not answer my question. What was Leonard Nimoy's answer when Zachary Quinto said, How did you defeat him before? And the camera cut I away. They just what? tricked him. They tricked him. I don't know. But they still didn't really defeat him. He's still alive, just in a refrigerator. You got me. Now, here's the thing. All right, so you have these 72, 73, counting Khan, supernatural humans, right? Yeah. Who, who are immortal, uh, it, it seems like. Well, I don't know if they're immortal. And they are very destructive, they're very savage, yeah. they want to kill all the humans. Yes, kill everybody. So, instead of blowing them up and destroying them, they keep them in these refrigerators, these cryogenic refrigerators. You know, eventually, at some point, something's going to happen to cause them to thaw. Right. Destroy them! What are you doing? I don't know. Idiots! Look... Idiot. All right, so let me give my opinion on the on the gist of uh, you know other parts of the movie. I thought that the first of all there were no lens flares, thankfully. Yeah, there, were, there were a lot of lens. There flares. were. I didn't. Really yeah, notice. those blue like I didn't really know blue orbs. Yeah, um, there, there was a lot of lens flares. And remember, the shaking cam. That wasn't really shaky cam. There was quite a bit of shaky cam. I was going to say, yeah. it's the revival of... Sh no, I had pronounced be. the death of Shaky it, it Cam, and now J.J. Amos no. brought it back. It wasn't Shaky Cam. It's like the Transformers. No, but really there were several... too, much, too much craziness going on. But there, there were several scenes that right. involved a lot of heavy Shaky I, I did. I did like the CGI work. I thought it was very, very cool, you know, showing the oh, 23rd yeah. century and all, yeah, um, yeah. which obviously was not something they could do in the original Star Trek because it didn't have technology to... To create that kind of stuff. Miniatures. <laughs> How much does that stuff cost? Please. Um, God, so, you make it out of clay. You like, no. you know, like a diorama. So obviously uh, that was impressive. Um, yeah, the, the, the visuals were very good. Uh, I liked some of the music. Uh, some of it was a little, just a little over the top. 
you know, it's like every little thing, bum, 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 bum. It's like, ugh. <laughs> what am I watching? Am I watching the, what, what was it in Saturday Night Live? Did the, dun, dun, dun. Remember they did that skit where in black and white? Was it Phil Hartman? He was he was supposed to be a like detective. a yeah, like a detective. Yeah, and I think it was Phil that. Hartman. Um, I yeah. thought that this one was better than the first one from a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought it was. I thought it was well done. I thought um, the enemy was stronger and more developed. Yeah. I thought the well it, it, plot was more interesting. Yeah, it made more sense in terms of the plot. The first one was kind of like what the what's going on? It was, it was just more interesting. It was more exciting. Uh, that said, um, I think one of the problems is, and this, thankfully they kind of got, got rid of this. I mean, they did it a lot in the beginning of the movie, was a lot of these, like, one-liners and, and just just over the top. It's like, yes, we un- we know who these characters are. You don't have to imitate them. I thought that was a little was too like, forced. I'm, I'm not a. I'm not a. Oh yeah, the McCoy lines. Yeah. It's like. What did he say? I'm not a. Something. I'm a doctor. Not I'm a, a doctor, not a moon shuttle conductor, or yeah. whatever. That's <laughs> right. what he said in the original one. But. Right. Um, yeah, I think that was a little bit over the top, and you know the the Spock and Kirk friendship stuff was like. Ugh. Well, it was bordering on parody, uh. but. <laughs> I'm just saying, this Into the Darkness I, compared to the first one from a few years ago, yeah. J.J. Era, I thought this one was definitely more exciting. The plot was better. The the enemy was more interesting. I, I, again, I, and again, this is coming from somebody who is a lifelong Star Trek fanatic. Um, I, I thought, as I said, I thought this kind of weird revamping, shuffling of Star Trek II... Hmm. It was. I, I must admit, it was kind of interesting to see how they did it, but at the same time, it, it was it was lame. Uh, some there was just lameness about it that I was like, oh my! You, you saw him. I, like I said, you saw me kind of like, oh, uh, not this again. Um, yeah. So I look. I would give it a high grade. You know, I um I think that they're on the right path now in the five year mission. Um, you know, well, so same, there's there's gonna be a third movie. Of course, come on, I make too much. Wait, money. how's J.J. Abrams going to direct a third well, he's Star not Trek? Going, I don't think, and he is, a no. seventh Star Wars at the same time. Well, one of the people uh, they're was, gonna they're, he should do a crossover. No. Well, well, one of the things I was gonna say was if you notice in the beginning, I don't know if you you you've seen well, you haven't seen Star Wars, but I saw the part one, two, and three. Well, I'm talking about four, five, six. No. In the original Star Wars, you've probably seen the visuals. Remember what the Emperor, uh, the Empire looked like? Like they had those dark gray uniforms that were very tight fitting with the gray caps. The hoods. What? Like no. Like Obi Wan Kenobi. No, no, the bad guys. Oh, I don't know. Remember them in the Death Star? Oh yeah, like suits, right? Yeah, but they were like Like gray with like no zippers. Right. Yes. Well, the Starfleet uniforms in the beginning were exactly the same. Oh, well, yeah. Come on! This is a different franchise. <laughs> and there were some other instances, What's too. Part three. Like, when they're flying that little ship and they couldn't fit in that I narrow know. opening. Yeah. I mean, that's the Millennium Falcon in Star Trek Three right. with... Oh, oh, I'm sorry, not Star Trek Three, but in Return of the Jedi... Louis Anderson. Was not in Return of the Jedi. 
Um, with <laughs> the Millennium Falcon made the castle running. Who flew the Millennium Falcon? Billy D. Williams? Yes. Oh, he did. Co- I was guessing. I don't know. Turn of the Jedi. I was referring to an early Punch Stevenson show episode with the Louis yes, Anderson special Louis edition. Anderson Star Wars. No, actually, J.J. Um, Abrams said he was unhappy that. Uh, that Louis Anderson didn't no. want to be in Star Wars. His then. problem was, like, so a lot of people have been wondering, why is there no, like, additional properties other than video games or comic books with these Star Wars? Like, where's the TV show and this and that? Wait, Star Trek. Yes. Oh, sorry, Star Trek, yes. So apparently, J.J. Abrams, and this is one of the reasons why he signed on to do Star Wars now, was upset that... Paramount and whoever else holds the rights, but just not off the subject, but Paramount owns the movie rights to Star Trek. Okay. The television rights are owned by CBS. Okay. They at one time they were all owned by Paramount, but when they joined Viacom and CBS and then they split it back up on a big mess. So JJ Abrams can't do anything on television without going through CBS. And at the same time, he couldn't get CBS to stop or whoever, to stop marketing original Star Trek. So essentially, he wanted them to stop selling, like, William Shatner merchandise mm. and, and Patrick Stewart merchandise, because he thinks it confuses people. I don't, that, if that's true, he's an idiot. It doesn't confuse... I'm not confused, and I'm not even a fan. But anyway, so um, he's not... I don't believe he's... I assume his Bad Robot productions will produce... Further Star Trek, but I don't think he's definitely not going to be directing it. Um, I think they should do a listen. Star Trek nah. Three. You could have Jar Jar Binks. Ah, Ewan McGregor. No, no. Carrie Fisher. <laughs> no, no. The Rebels can team up with the Starfleet Academy against the Klingons and the. Empire. Do you remember uh, back in like the early nineties? No, wait. It's like the robots ver- meet the Rock Lords. No, it's like that. Go, they team up. Gobots. What? What did I say? Robots. Yeah, the Gobots meet the Rock Lords. You remember back? You remember this uh, back in the nineties? Um, Star Trek comics. At one point, they were Marvel. Then they went to DC. Mar- oh. They went back and forth, back and forth. At one point, when they went to Marvel. They had this whole crossover series. I'm not kidding you. Star Trek X-Men crossover. No. Yes. What? I'm serious. What would that even be? I don't know. You know who thought that up? It's me! Stan the Man! Stanley! Anyway, so what... Do you give this movie a thumbs up? Thumbs I don't in give the middle? thumbs up. Or you thumbs in thumbs the middle up. or you thumbs give, down. Give them. I don't give anything. All right, what do you give it, then? I, I would give it on a scale of, you know, if you give it the F through, you know, A through F, I'd probably give it, like, a B plus. All right. It's above average. Yeah, I thought, it was, I thought it was well done. As I said, uh, the problem for me was the ridiculous homages to Star Trek II I thought was unnecessary. I just think I'm. I, it just wasn't necessary. Mm. So, so I guess one final thing. <laughs> one last thing. Uh, Microsoft, uh. who had come out and been bashed for come up with this DRM nonsense, where 
you wouldn't be able to buy used games or trade games or rent games or anything. You would need your Xbox to hit the internet every day, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I did my rant in episode yeah. 219. I left you to do your rant. Um, well, apparently they did that, and then at A3 they showed up and showed off a bunch of games. And while people were still bashing them unrelentedly, um, the next night Sony came out and did their presentation at E3 for PlayStation 4 and basically really didn't say, I don't know what they said, but all I know is they came out and said, we will not have any DRM at all. Well, at least we won't mandate it from first party. Right. They're like the publishers. For their own games. Yeah, technically the publishers can do whatever they want. But basically, Tony said, whatever Microsoft said that they're going to do that you hate, we are not doing. And so a lot of people then applauded Sony. Not to mention that their system is $100 cheaper. Because I... Microsoft decided to put this stupid Kinect nonsense in every system, so it's $500. Listen. It's Sony, $400. Yeah, but I thought the PlayStation 4 is supposedly has more RAM. No, I think they're about the same. I thought it had more RAM no. or a faster CPU. or It had something that was a little bit better. No. I, it did. I'm telling you, it does. Even if it does, the reality is it will not make a difference. Well, no, it's not going to make a difference. I mean, it's not, it's not like saying. the Wii U, which is clearly underpowered compared to no, the other come two. on. It is. It's not underpowered. It it's is. just not overpowered. Well, listen, look, as much as I hate Sony and Microsoft in terms Nintendo's of... Nintendo's still in business. In terms of video games... Actually, Nintendo's doing very well with the 3DS. With the 3DS, yes, but not the Wii U. What? Nobody's buying that thing. It's the thing came out six months ago. No one will. I'm telling you, no four million one will people buy it. own it. No one will buy the thing. Give it a year. Same, Why would they buy the, it? Listen. What does same, it have over the other systems? Just listen. The same exact thing. It's not happened, that much cheaper. The same exact thing happened with the 3DS. The same exact thing happened with... You can't compare portables. With the DS. The first year, everyone's like, this DS can't stinks, compare there's that. no games. It went on to be the you most successful game that. console no, of all cannot, time. you cannot. I will not let you. You right, cannot anyway. compare it because Nintendo has a strength... They, uh, I will admit, they have great port handhelds. All right, I don't care. All right. My point is... They'll be out of business. My point is, so Microsoft did all this stuff. Yes. Everyone hates them now. And then they had to backtrack. Then Sony came out and said, we're going to do everything the exact opposite of Microsoft. And the crowd stands up yes. at E3, standing ovation, they're cheering. And then really fast Sony whispers, except we'll let third parties do whatever they want. <laughs> yay! Yay! It's like, whoa, 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 wait, time out, time out. It's the same thing as what Microsoft is doing. It's the same thing. Not really, no. They just worded it differently so that everyone cheered. It's not, though. Basically, it's... if they e can't, Hold on. If Electronic Arts wants to release a DRM'd game on the X-Bone... Yeah. And, and then release a DRM'd game on the PlayStation 4, they can release a DRM'd game on the PlayStation 4. Uh, I, well, the Sony is saying, yeah, if third parties want to release DRM'd uh, games on the PlayStation yes. 4, we are giving them that ability. Yes, however, well, they didn't say, they didn't specify exactly what they were doing, but what I would say is, 
even if they did that, I still think, like let's say EA tries to do that, I still think you would be able to play it offline, single player. Right. Because yeah. that's okay. what they do yeah, now. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Like EA, what EA but does hold on. now yeah. is... So the PlayStation 4 will not have to, quote, phone home. No. You know, once every 24 hours, whereas the the X-Bone will. And I, I would say that, I, and I also think that if you buy an EA game, that you'll be able to trade it in or something like that. I, I don't think it's like PC games where there's that one code and then yeah. that's it. Now, so so after Sony did that, a few days later, a week later, whatever it was, Microsoft said, oh, well, we're going to... And, and, but they kind of backtracked, but not really. Well, I, well, the thing, this is the worst. I think the worst thing of all was... You still need Who's an internet... Who's this guy, Braddock, Baddock, with that oh, Microsoft... What's his name? I don't know. What's his name? Well, I don't know. Whatever. Bannock Some, or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. This idiot. So the people were complaining, well, how can like soldiers who are overseas or something, if they go to play the Xbox, they don't have the internet. <laughs> how can they play this thing? He goes, well, that's why we're still selling the Xbox 360, so you could play it offline. Right. He said, he said, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. We do make a product that that does not require a 24-hour-a-day internet connection. Yeah, our old it's system. It's called the Xbox 360 from 2005. You can go to the store and buy that, you crybaby. <laughs> You're only defending the country. Stop being a sissy. All right. Uh, call, also, look. I mean, what kind of company calls its fans crybabies? <laughs> other than Apple, <laughs> what company does that? Well, I guess now Microsoft. Well, you know, <laughs> uh, I, eh, eh. well, actually, one thing I am happy about is that for a lot of people who have the PS, who have spent hundreds of dollars on the yeah. PS3 and the Xbox 360, is that they will not be retired anytime soon. <laughs> Supposedly, nah. They'll well, they're selling them still. Uh, you know how uh, the PlayStation Two, I think, is still going. Yeah, because the PlayStation Three, it took six years to finally sell in in normal quantity. You can't. I think the, these they've realized you can't just just shut it off and go to the next system. You can't. That's what Microsoft did with the Xbox. That was in a different economy. Uh, and and hold on and. The 360 was largely backwards compatible to the Xbox. Yeah, when it wasn't melting. Well, that's has nothing to do with backwards compatibility. <laughs> Just melted. <laughs> you know, you know these new ones are gonna melt. <laughs> I know. They're gonna have to redesign them. Either the Sony or the Microsoft will melt. <laughs> look, this is what I don't understand. It used to be, let's say in the night. Look, I know it's 2013. It's the a only, different time. The but. only. Other than the the Sony Place, the original Sony PlayStation, the early ones where you used to have to it, turn it, it upside down. But that was not from overheating. That was something with the laser. It was, yeah, it was the the, the track. Of yeah. The, yeah. Um, the only other system, to my knowledge, before this the X the 360 that actually overheated was the Bally Astrocade. Oh, it did. <laughs> How could that overheat? It was real. It was. It had nothing. It I was know, like, but it, it was stick figure. It was really, really badly designed, or something, and and it would overheat. What and the heck? It was really susceptible to be broken easily. That's why they're so expensive. Yeah, but they stink. So, no, Astrocade's very. Have you seen them? The graphics are great on it. <laughs> they're not as good as the NES. 
Yeah, but for a system that came out in 1979, <laughs> who cares? I'm, I'm just saying, the it's graphics are much here. better than 2600. It's They're pretty impressive. They're like the Intellivision. No, they're much better than that. <laughs> what? No. Yes. They're as good as the 5200? Well, it's not the same type of, of no, graphics exactly, but... Nobody's going to go back and... and, and care about the Ashta Bally Astro King. It's very highly anyway, sought after. But anyway. My point is I know that twenty the year twenty thirteen, it's a different era. Era, era. <laughs> but in the nineteen eight in nineteen seventies and nineteen eighties, nineteen nineties, even the early two thousands, game home video game consoles were very um tailored to play video games, right? Right. So, like, let's say in the year 1992... Well, there were some exceptions where they tried to have, like, peripherals to do other things, and no, they but, usually failed miserably. Yeah, well, they always failed. But, but let's say the year 1992, right? Yeah. I could buy, a two, literally, a $2,000 computer that plays garbage video games, or a $200 Super Nintendo that is, like, arcade-perfect, almost. Like Turtles in Time, yeah, okay. and whatever, Street Fighter 2. Because the video game, you know, and, and it was like this $200, basically, toy that played right. these beautiful, amazing video games. But now, it's and like... And, not to get off subject here, but I have the SD to SNES flash cart, nice. which is very expensive. But one of the things that it proved out, with the addition of a special chip in it, was that the Super Nintendo could play full motion video. Any game console could play full motion. Not any game console, full motion video. Well, not the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, but but I'm just saying that it proved out. I'm saying that with enough ROM space, yeah, yeah. it could play. The, Whatever, of course. Uh, all right. So, but my point is now, fast forward to 2013, these new game consoles, the 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 the, the X Bone, and the PlayStation Four. Mm. They're not even video game consoles anymore. They are literally like Microsoft just went to like Best Buy centers. and bought, you know, a five hundred dollar oh, yeah, Dell yeah, computer and slapped their logo on it. It's like, hey, here's our new game I console. I think I think that they use the same processor. They do. Yeah. It, so it's like just go to the store and buy a Dell, and you don't have to have this camera watching you twenty four hours a day. Yeah, but then you won't get you the don't games. They come out with Call of Duty. And third party games, yes. You would yeah. get third party games, but you wouldn't and get Halo like the first party stuff. But then you wouldn't get Halo. That Wasn't that released? That was released on computers. Mm, I don't know about the newer ones. In 2001. I don't know. Maybe. So it's like. Why? Oh, the 2001 one? The original. Yeah, yeah but not lately. I don't or think I they don't have. Care. I don't care. Well, that's care. the thing. Is, is some, that's why a lot of people are. A lot of people are Sony fans because Sony has continued to bring up and continue a lot of their, quote, IPs, intellectual properties, which is Nintendo's bread and butter. Right. You know, coming up with a new... What are Sony's IPs? I don't even know. God of War? No, they have a lot of of other uh, things. A lot of other characters. What's that one? uh, Killzone? Is that a Sony? No, not that stuff. Like uh, what? What is a uh, what? Crash Bandicoot? I don't. I, I guess. What's a Sony IP? I don't even know. What is a anyway, Sony IP? So a lot of people are first party stuff. Now the Microsoft first party. I mean, it's like Forza, racing, and Halo, and eh. nobody cares. It's, I don't know. it's just. It's like, why am I going to buy an Xbox One? Well, I'll tell you what annoys me now is now. 
But wait, wait, wait. For, for, why, for, why am I going to buy an Xbox One to play Forza Racing Part 9? Well... Call of Duty Part 16? Well, that's why, that's why they've expanded their online programs. The Xbox Live and the, and the uh, Sony... Plus. Plus, whatever. PlayStation, PlayStation Network Plus. Plus. Yeah. PSN Plus. They've expanded it now so that when you pay into these services, you get free games... Every month you get a couple of free games or whatever. I mean, they're not new games. They're, like, kind of... Junky. Yeah, well, whatever. Or they're, like, previous generation games or something. And they've expanded it because they know it's like, what do we... Di- how do we differentiate? Um, the one good thing The that- other thing, though, again, with the online play is... And this is why a lot of people are like, Well, it's going to drive all the Xbox people away. I don't know that DRMs would have... There is a certain, a, a large segment of people now who've been playing the 360. Ghetto. <laughs> been playing the 360 uh, online, games like Call of Duty, for instance, Madden. And one of the reasons they play it on the 360 is there's probably a, I'm guessing there's a larger user base for those games because there's no cross platform online play. Which I don't get, but well, then why have the consoles? To your point, why even why well. even sell the consoles <laughs> at that point? You've lost all your leverage. Yeah, I guess so. But here's here's my last point about this for yeah. this episode. I will applaud Sony because on the PlayStation Network, you know how you can or like you know the the Wii or the yeah. Wii U uh, shop, the eShop, and. So you could download all these these like digital download games, right? Right. So on the Wii U and the upcoming PlayStation 4, independent game developers, like all the indie developers, can create a game and yeah, pop it up on the store. Yeah, I know, but there's still restrictions. There's a restriction, right, but they can do that. Whereas Microsoft is saying with the Xbox One, the upcoming Xbox One, say, no, 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 no. If you're an indie game developer, you cannot make a game and put it on our store. You have to find some big publisher to publish it uh, for you. So if you well, can't, Apple did the same thing. If you can't, con- no, no. App- what? The heck? What was that? That's our boat. Our ship has come in. There's no water. There's a little creek over there. <laughs> no, on on the iOS store. All kinds of indie developers. Yeah, but put they. It's Apple touts. Hey, man, we have nah, five hundred million isn't it, pieces but isn't of software. It Apple. And it's though. like yeah, five hundred, four hundred and ninety-nine point mm. nine million of them are garbage. But isn't it Apple though? I think it's Apple and also Microsoft Xbox Live. But I'm pretty sure Apple does it too. Where yeah, you can get on there, but you don't make any money until you you sell like 75,000 copies or some nonsense. I don't know about that. Sensical. Yeah, I think I don't that's know. They're kind of the rule. I mean, you get like no money from it at all. But I'm saying like if if you and I are programmers and we decide to make our, our own little game, we, can, we, we can, can upload it to the Wii U shop. We can make it for the Ouya. We can yeah, exactly. We can make it for Android, <laughs> we can make no it for iOS. That. We can make it for the PlayStation 4, yeah. but with Microsoft, Microsoft says no, no, no. You have to convince Activision or you have to convince Electronic Arts or some other publisher to publish this game for you. And if you can't get a publisher, a major publisher to back you, you're not in our store. Goodbye. 
So now all the indie developers still hate the Xbox One. Yeah, the thing is... And they're is, boycotting it. Well, that's the problem, and I don't know if Sony's going to be any better with that, but... Um, they say they are. Well, it's really their last chance. And the problem with the Wii, with Nintendo, with that stuff is that they've kind of been left out for a while, too. The Wii was left out with a lot of games because it wasn't powerful enough. And, you oh, know, but I'm talking about indie games. The Wii, the, the, the yeah, Wii had a lot of indie games on the, on the Wii shop. I did. I'm telling you. There's right. a lot of uh, WiiWare games. Well, there's Apple, a lot of WiiWare. The prob- Here's the problem, though, with that is I would, I would assume that most people who want to play those kinds, because they're very rudimentary games, most people who want to play those kinds of games are going to wind up wanting to play them on a tablet, something yeah. portable. Well, like the Wii U tablet. That's not portable. You it's can't portable take inside that with your you. house. Yeah, oh, gee whiz. To go in the bathroom and oh, play please. it. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I, I would have liked that concept as a kid, though. I'm playing the video game, and now i got to take a crap. <laughs> and I'm just ta- I'll am just i take the controller with me exactly. in the bathroom. Oh, God. That's what everyone did with the Game Boy. Right. <laughs> anyway. Um, right, yeah, we're just rambling so, now. Yeah, we're just rambling. But uh, we'll see. Um... I just think it's annoying that again, if you if you have games from the current generation for the um, the Xbox or the PlayStation, you're you can't play them anymore on the new systems. Somebody was telling yeah, me about my point Sony that. buying a technology um, that would allow them to stream like PS3 and previous generation games in some method. Or well, like you if I, you had the game, about, we you talked put it about in there. that on the on it, the digital press podcast. Yeah, it's just it's a technology. I don't think that's really. Realistic it was like that right now. that on live. Service, yeah, that they did it originally. Yeah. And yeah, but from my, what I've heard, people that said that they tried the on live and it just didn't work very well. And oh, well. And my point with backwards compatibility has always been: you do not stand in line at midnight at a store for three hours and pay $500, $500 for a new piece of hardware, get it home all excited, hook it up to your TV, and play, and the old play game. old games on it. Nobody I, does this. I think it's a, yeah, I know. I think it's a red herring. I mean, it's, it is a red herring. It, it hasn't slowed down the PlayStation 3, which really isn't backwards compatibility. Backwards compatible at all the PS2. Um... The oh, only it positive was, it used to be the only po- yeah well originally the only <laughs> positive with the Xbox 360 backwards compatibility to the Xbox is that the original Xbox um, is not exactly a, rel- a durable machine like the 360 is. Well, so I don't know. I guess it still allows you to play them. Oh well. Well, my question is if these new game machines are so you know. They're exponentially more powerful than the previous generation. Why can't... If, if you release a game console, it's a different architecture. Well, that's the problem. It, right? It, it, you, you go from a, pen, a three-core Pentium 3 to however many core AMD that's like 50 times more powerful than the Xbox 360. All right. Why can't you just emulate the Xbox 360 then? If it's 50 times more powerful, just emulate it. Look, I have... Why can't you? I have a pretty powerful PC. I mean, now it's it's probably what how old is it now? It's like still two, good. two and a half still, years old. I mean, it's still you know very powerful. Mine is still. I can't believe like six years later. Yeah, it's very powerful. And I'll, I'll tell you what I can emulate. 
I can emulate. I can emulate GameCube. Can emulate. Right. It, it, it emulates really good. I mean, it's well, good. Uh, obviously that's depending on the emulator. I mean, the emulator has to be right. written well. Exactly. Right. But it can run GameCube. Good. It can run Dreamcast. It good. can run original Xbox. I guess. I don't think I've even tried. I don't even know if anybody's ever developed right. one. Uh, PS2. It can run. But again, it's the emulators need to be perfected. Need to be made better. Um, but it can run those systems. Can it exactly. run PS3? No. Well, not your computer, but a computer six years later that's but my supposed PC, to be 50 times more but powerful. But my PC is more powerful than the, this X-Bone and the PS4. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No. It is. It, or it's at least equal. No, it isn't. What is, what is their processor? How many cores? I don't know. It's the, not... The PlayStation 3 was eight. <laughs> It was eight. Yeah, I think so. It was. Well, that, yeah, well, that thing. That doesn't good. mean the programmers used it, but I'm just saying that. Well, I have. I think I have as much RAM as these things. Video do. card wise, CPU wise, bus wise, these are all supposed to be more advanced technologies than I don't our think six they're... year old computers. Whatever. I'm. I'm just saying, it doesn't. It. I don't think it makes sense to do it, but whatever. All right. The end. The end.